fucking Einstein on the cameras. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to blow. I gotta stay on my hustle, you know that I'm grinding for sure. Right. I came out right from the bottom, now they see me chasing my goals. Now they see me on the go, yeah. now they see me on the road. It's time to hustle, yeah, it's time to grow. I'ma shoot for the stars and we ain't for the gold. It's time to hustle, yeah, it's time to grow. Kia we are live. Welcome back to Hustlers. You like that one? Whoa, that's good, eh? That's hissing, uh, bro. It tastes like health in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healthy. <coughs> Arepa. Some have compared it to uh, God's juice. Oh, yo. God's piss. <laughs> Gold, liquid gold it's in a right bottle. It's right up there. Definitely. Pull your mic in, bro. Took took uh, a yeah, bit closer to that mic. It's definitely right up. Uh, hey, look, it's been a minute, eh, since I've done one of these, so um, yeah, yeah. Have to excuse. Um, I feel like my, I'm going to have to keep reminding you, bro. Oh, Joe Rogan has to do it all the time, right? <laughs> he so, does, yeah. actually. Shout out to Joe. Because, um, you know, I'm like Joe. So. Oh, yo, drop a like there if you're watching, Joe. <laughs> same, um, same sort of audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 24 calories, bro. That is good. Good for the rig. They got one with uh, vodka in it. We were talking about this actually, when you're on the piss, mm. uh, if you just like tip this into like your alcohol, does that just like take away the <laughs> negative effects of alcohol? Or does it balance it? Cause it's like one's yeah. nu- nutrient, yeah. uh, nutrient dense and, and one's not. Processed sugar free, caffeine free, brain drink for mental clarity. And I guarantee you hundred percent hand on heart it works. I've, I've used it in stressful times. Oh yeah. And I don't even use it for the taste, G. The taste is a bonus. Yeah. I use it yeah. as like a supplement, and it's it's a thing, bro. You yeah. smack it about 20 minutes before you're about to do anything. Um, the effects last about four hours. But it's okay. literally like that movie where – what's that movie where Limitless. he has it? Limitless. Oh. It's like a limitless, bro. Wait, don't tell me that. Straight up, bro. <laughs> it's like a limitless. Use it, bro, honestly – True. I, it's, when you smack it before potties too, bro, you, you just think clearer during like, podcasts. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, when, you know when things sort of cl- go away from your mind yeah, while you're fog. talking and you forget? Yeah. Yep, um, this helps you to not do that. And a guy that jumped on the podcast once with me that used it, he used a good analogy and he was like, if I had a, lim- a list of things to do in a day, this gives me the tunnel vision to do it. Ah, oh, yeah, so yeah. He yeah, gets yeah. it done and he doesn't fuck around like jumping on his phone and shit like that. Yeah. So click but the link. It would probably be something, sorry, yeah. No, okay, you carry your on. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> click the link in the description or use discount code 138 online and you get 20% off. That is fucking outstanding. 20% off. Use promo code 138 online. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say that probably good for me. Um, so I'm like a high energy person. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to like stay uh, focused on yeah. things for, for 10 minutes or longer. I'm the same, bro. Yeah. So I just have to kind of like get up and go do something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It doesn't help you, bro. I want to have a, have a try of that. Actually. Well, you, you actually get a free box for jumping on the podcast, that's as right. I've mentioned. Yeah, so I saw that. that's your first go. Oh. Try that out. And if you're hooked, use the code <laughs> and I jump back on. I definitely will. I um. Yeah, I I am. So the other thing that I didn't know because I thought this was just juice, but it's actually fizzy. Yeah. Oh no. So so there's two. Oh, true. Yeah. So I don't think I have any of the other one in there at the moment, but um, the normal one's called the performance one, which to be fair is the one I noticed the biggest impact with. Okay. Um, the sparkling's just like a lighter version. Less the the performance one's more like um, 
thicken and it, it oh, tastes okay. sweeter. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a quite a sweet ribena. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So like add it to water. Pretty much. You <laughs> some people some people actually do the like shot. There's like oh, shots you yeah, can get yeah. the shots, and some people just even just have a shot of it. True. But yeah, nah, it's hissing, bro. But this is yeah, I like that refreshing. I don't like shots, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know in the future. <laughs> so thank you Arepa the, My guys For sponsoring the podcast And for staying on board with us They're through to the end of this year As well And so. thanks for the free box Exactly bro, That is pretty mean Bro Okay can I go now or <laughs> <laughs> Run me through um, you've, had a, you've had a lot of changes going on in life at the moment Yeah yeah So um, What do things look like for you now? Um, yeah uh, At the moment I am doing Online training so I've got people doing like programs like yourself. Yeah. We're doing that program at the moment. And um, then people are running through kind of like my general program that I just offer to people that don't really want to pay extra yep. for personalized stuff. And then I have PTs and I'm running classes out of my like home gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. I think like when you go like what people call like bootstrap or bare minimum, yep. it's really interesting to see what you'll do to just make things work. Yeah. You know, cause, cause I have no other sources of income. This is it. Yeah. Um, my partner doesn't have a job. She does a little bit of her own like side hustle business as well. Uh, yeah. But um, we're like all in on this sure. and we have nothing else. So yeah. So, so we're just kind survival of survival mode. Have you, you yeah, yeah. Survive, that that's exactly, mm. we talked about this yesterday, bro. Oh, cool. Um, on the, on the podcast, he, he said when people ask him for advice on coming into real estate and starting, he, hears, he reckons his biggest advice to them every time is sell everything you've got mm. um, and then go into real estate. Burn your boats. And he's like, just go. Yeah, burn the boats, bro. The boats. Exactly, yeah. So that's what we've done. Um, so, yeah, so we've burned the boats and uh, we're just trying to just make things bigger. But the, the cool thing has been because we've made a lot of friends along the way, we're getting a lot of support from all areas. Yep. So, and, and the thing is when you keep good relationships, you, you will – find other areas that you didn't know people were um, actually a part of. Yeah. So people will be like more into business than what you knew yeah. or have real estate connections or whatever it is. And then when you go to do your own business, you know, you can pull on all those things and they'll, they'll be willing to kind of help you with that stuff as well, especially if you yeah. create these good relationships. So yeah. as I've like gone through the industry, it's kind of leaned further away from like the product and the service and more about like how I work with people. Okay. And um and that was kind of like a big thing that I that I did with you as well was like um like you come into we were, I was working before and I was like I could see the kind of potential if if I could like create some kind of relationship with you mm. so I was kind of like oh well you know like I'll just put a little bit more energy yeah. to this person yeah and then like you know it's it's kind of ended me up quite well because like now I'm I'm able to kind of train you yeah um, we've built a relationship of trust with that area yeah um I'm pretty sure I'll get some stuff out of this out of doing this kind of podcast with you yeah in terms of like getting some eyes on on me and my stuff but then mm. it's like a more of a symbiotic relationship because you know people see me work with you they want to look at your stuff and yeah yeah, yeah. for and sure I, th- I think that if you are someone that's looking to become like your own business person. You really, really need to lean into those relationships that you will see there's a benefit from this relationship. Yeah. And you have to be genuine about it as well. Yeah. So I won't create relationships with people I don't have a genuine interest in yeah. as well. Yeah. So authenticity, also, bro. Yeah, authenticity. Yeah. But that's that's something that um is so fucking obvious. Hey? Like when someone's bullshitting you yeah, or yeah. when someone's fake. not yeah, when they're fake, bro. It's obvious. <laughs> yeah, hey? yeah, and it's yeah not something that you might think to yourself if you're being fake you might think to yourself that it's you're fooling people but mm. 
Yeah. It's, it's always clear as day. Eh? Yeah. 100%. So healthy relationships obviously seems quite important to you. So yeah, yeah, key. And that's actually led you to grow as quickly as you have already so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, I mean, your gym. T- tell me about your gym gear, bro. <laughs> bro, so literally in um, like when I finished up at my other job and then moved into my home gym, I had like nothing. So I think I had like a kettlebell and. Heck, what else was in there? Oh, like skipping rope and maybe some bands. A kettlebell skipping rope. And, and, and no, a kettlebell, a skipping rope. Yeah, a couple of bands. And, bands. and yeah, and that was it. And then literally within like a week's time, people just that I'd made relationships with through training them, etc. Like bro, have this gear, have that gear. Burning the fucking boats or what? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you no job. A kettlebell, a skipping rope, and yeah. and some what? Some bands. Yeah, some bands. It's like you know it's those long ones. You just yeah. yeah, I had nothing. Yeah, so. Because I had nothing, I um, I just kind of like I knew some people had some gear from lockdown. Yeah. Know? So lots of people went out and bought all the gear that they could, so that they'd have that the backup. Yeah, right. I just hit them up because yeah. I know they're training at gyms, and I was just like, bro, could I just borrow your squat rack? Can yeah. I borrow this? Now I've got like almost, I would say, a fully kitted out home gym. So oh, you've been in it. Yeah. Know? Now I've yeah. got more mats. Yeah, I'm, I'm painting yeah. the ground. I've got like. Three more boxes, another whole, I think it's another like 150 kgs of weights as well. Fuck. Like three barbells, four or oh, five assault bikes. I've seen your stories, bro. Oh, it's, it's like, it's like so much shit in there. When did I come? Like three weeks ago, maybe? And like, yeah, yeah. How much has already changed yeah, since yeah. three weeks ago, bro? Yeah. And like, I don't, and that's the cool thing is like with these relationships, I don't own any of that stuff. Like, yeah, I think right. I own the paint on the ground, six of the mats, and then that kettlebell and stuff. So mine and the rest is what about the assault else's. bikes? Oh, I, I bought those for potentially. So yep. the other thing was that's relationships, right? So I had a mate that worked at 27. I was like, bro, can you, can you help me out? I need some, some gear. And he was like, yeah, tell me what you need. And he got me a main discount off the bikes. I think it was like, it was like 250 or 300 off each bike. So <sighs> how much are they usually? 1500. Yeah. For a bike. But you'll find that you, you won't get like better kind of, quality bikes than that although yeah. they start getting under the grand mark after that and yeah, yeah they're just not so much sought after but yeah so there's kind of like them they've got the echo bike which is like a rogue one yeah and they use that in crossfit and stuff and then you, you got the assault so yeah i got classic assaults yes yeah, yeah. that's that's the go-to eh? yeah yeah there's a new one that's like a it's assault as well it's just another like variation of them you know how they just create like yeah nike nike um zooms or whatever nike yeah. next, next version of the shoe and that one's like eighteen hundred um, a pop. So, yeah. but I was like, I'll just hit the cl- the classics, and they're like so smooth, so yeah. new, and and like three hundred bucks less. Have you used the Watt bike before? Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, another level, way. Eh? Bro, they're hard, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's bro. when I, when I f- like first went into the footy scene and that. Yeah. The Watt bikes is like the. Yeah. That's the thing you jam, and like, especially if you're injured. Um, yep. all the all, all the injured boys are just on the watt bikes doing off feet conditioning. Fuck, you'd almost want to run yeah. over yeah. doing a watt bike. You'd think, oh, I'd rather jump on the bike. <laughs> nah, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's no good, eh? I, I think the thing that's hard off those as well is just because you can see uh, so much of the specific um, yeah. things that's coming out from your the power data and that. Yeah, yeah, like all the data specs just like makes it how way even worse. your um. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Like your legs are going are and stuff. That's why it's good for injuries, right? Yeah, so yeah. You can really see like where I am lacking, what I got to do more on on this yeah, side versus right. that. So, yeah. have you have you been in a professional sports environment before? Uh yeah, yeah. To an, I guess to an extent, uh, like more more semi pro. Yeah, but they're they're pretty much the same, and you get to that level because yeah. they're all feeding. So you're a league, eh? Yeah, I did league. So I was in one. <laughs> the young man's here. Um, I did one with 
falcons over in Aussie and they feed storm. So, oh yeah. So yeah. So when I was in that, like you know, you see the same stuff, and they they're utilizing programming and stuff and coaching skills that they're trying to use. So they've got the same kind of system. So what what comp is that? Uh, that's the Queensland Cup. Oh, the Q Cup. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Where's Falcons? They're up in Sunshine Coast. Yeah. That's weird, eh? That they they feed the storm. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of this was, though. I've heard of this. I think before. it was the coaching though. So I think oh, the right. coaching staff had like a foot in with them, and then when right. they came in to take over the Falcons, they like brought that with them, and then maybe yeah. How's the Dolphins, bro? You see that? Oh, that's pretty mean, eh? But my this guy, um, a mate of mine that I played for Waikato with. Yeah, yeah. Balance Tefari, bro. Yeah. He um he didn't even play. He played uh, Heartland for King Country last year. Oh, true. Didn't even play NPC. Didn't play none of that. Yep. Um, and sign a top 30 contract for the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, that's that's going to be pretty epic. That's a mean club too, just even before they went into the NRL. Yeah. Did you play them in that? You would have um, played against them? No, I didn't play against them. I, um, but my my uh, boss, when I was over there, he was the coach of them. Oh, what? So Adam Mogg. So he played like Queensland, um, Maroons and that, played for the Raiders, etc. Yep. But yeah, then he opened um, – or he – took over the gym I was working at and then yeah, I was working with him. So when I was playing league, sure. I was kind of like, yeah, I was all right. And then I went and started working with him and I was like, oh, can you watch my videos and <laughs> help me run whatever? And yeah. so he kind of helped me tailor my stuff around that a bit better. But yeah, he was the coach um, of the Dolphins, uh, I think when they won. Sure. So, yeah. And then he's been in there and he actually stood down so Wayne Bennett could come in because he, he could have had an opportunity to stay there on the NRL. What year was this that you were there? Uh... I was there for about six years, but when I started working with him, it would have been about maybe 2016. Because started doing with him. What sort of coin you get over in that in that Q Cup? So I heard some oh, people actually get some right. some more right coin. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, oh, like yeah. I, yeah, some of them are on pretty good contracts, but then even the um some of the guys in the inner country are on like mean contracts, and they just play like what is it, country football? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they're like, and I know I think some of them were like on a like a K a week or something, just yeah. playing like. In the country football and stuff, but I didn't contract to them. I went over to play, and then when I was playing, I just like went and trialed a couple of times, and then oh, yeah. went into the system. But I was I, I didn't really play that much Q Cup yeah. because I was just pretty much injured the whole time. Wow. So I was like almost just in the squad all the time. Yeah, you know? so you're just in the squad doing what the training. What were you injuring? And, oh, Different things. Bro. Um, most of the time it was just my knee. So before I went there, I was playing up in Auckland. Yeah, and like I played um Oruhu. And then um, we went counties. And yeah. straight after that comp, I was like, oh, I'm going to Aussie now. I was thinking I was like 22 or something. So I'll yeah. just go play over there, do some mahi there. Yeah. And literally like, I think it was a month before I went, I did my PCL on my knee. So then I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Gonna go, like I was going over, I was, I was gonna do like, I reckon I would have been like cracking it pretty well. Cause the level here with the contact is so much different to there. There yeah. it's much faster, but here there's just so much more yeah, contact. Yeah, yeah, it's way yeah. physical. Yeah. Uh, but then I did that. And so then I just like set you back and then you're just trying to like get in quicker. So yeah, it was just kind of like a muck around the whole time. But man, I was pretty mean 40 over there. Do you focus on like now with your PT knowledge and stuff yeah. on Injury prevention and that. Oh, heck yeah! yeah like, yeah. what do you know more about now that if you knew back then, before you were doing your knees, what would you tell your before younger self? Before I did my knee. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if you were to go into to to prevent what happened to your knees, yeah, things yeah. that you didn't do before that, that you yeah. know now, you're like, fuck. If I'd have known that, then yeah, I would have yeah. done it. I probably it probably would have been more management. To be honest, like something like a PCL popping or ACL. 
I can think just you can happen. do so much prevention, but you know, like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like when I did it, it was the way I landed. So I was being, I was playing sevens. There's not even much contact in that. Sevens? And yeah, yeah, oh, rugby sevens. Oh, yeah. And I got tackled and they had my ankle and I just fell to my knees because I just couldn't keep going. So I was, I was falling to my knees to go plant, you know, and then get rid of the ball. Yeah. But as I fell, I just landed straight on the knee. And then I just, when I went to walk, it just was like the leg was disconnected. Because I fully shit. ruptured it then and there. So I was like trying to run around and my leg was just kind of not coming with me. Did so you not notice? No, I was did you not know you did it? And then, then I was like, oh, I think I need to come off. And she was like, oh, let me check on you. And she was like, there's like no PCL here. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like jumping around, walking around and like squatting and stuff. And she was like, nah, you don't have a PCL. So yeah, I think the studies in that's different now. So sometimes they just, they can like strap you up and you can play on. But um, yeah, it's the the other one from the ACL, right? So yeah. ACL is like, you don't want to screw that one up. But the yeah. PCL, you can kind of work with. Have you done your ACL? You nah, no. Oh, you didn't do your but ACL. But the MCL on the same knee. Oh, yeah, which is the inside yeah, one. Bro. And that was from being tackled funny. So like- Is PCL the back? Yeah, so it stops I've the done knee. the PCL. Not, not I haven't yeah. um, ruptured it, but I've hurt my PCL yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So I did that one and then- Yeah, yeah, you can hyperextend it and it pops out. Yeah. But um, it just makes it looser, and then I did the MCL. But they're both both instances didn't happen from how I stepped or how I was moving. It was like external. So like that one was landing. The other one was like getting tackled in the knee on the side. So my foot was planted, and I was wrestling in the, uh, the stand yeah, up, yeah. and then someone just hit my knee. So <laughs> it fucked up the MCL. But yeah, so like prevention wise, if I was to do it injury prevention wise, I yeah. think most guys are quite safe these days because of the way that they choose to train their athletes. They try to keep like a balanced system. They give you a, a periodization model that allows you to build strength in the right areas. Yeah. Um, but I think that in that off season period, you need to put a lot of uh, emphasis on the areas that you know are weak. You know, and you, you, yeah. you kind of have to have the right person there to kind of. Can uh, direct you to, to what areas those might be. So, like, we know to figure out, like, are you lacking in your glute strength? Are you lacking in your single leg strength? Yeah. Are you lacking in your um, posterior chain, like, or parts of your posterior chain? So, it's really like, like what, an, give an me analysis. an example of that. Like, so, like, sometimes people, depending on like how they move and that, but they might not have a good chain uh, that works together. So, like, maybe they've got real strong glutes. Or maybe they've got right. real strong hammies, but they don't work well with the calf because they don't practice exercises where they can utilize the calf, hammy, and the glute, feel them working. You know? Yeah, so, okay. So it's like breaking that down and then having a look like how strong is your calf or how, how much can it tolerate in terms of like if I add so much volume, can you go past like 20 calf raises and still be okay? Yeah. Same with your like hammy as well. Like can you do like a Nordic raise? Like how much because that's what they do a lot of seven skills as well at the moment. Yeah, because they test the hammies out because obviously they're sprinting so much playing the sevens and long distance. Yeah, sprinting. yeah. They test the hammies to see like how much power and, and force it can produce. Yeah, and then they can see like the differences or imbalances between both sides as well. And so then they'll test that too. And then you know they can create like a personalized plan around just doing those things, more rehab on certain things. And yeah, is there something a, a weakness that you notice in a lot of? Um, yeah, athletes. definitely. Yeah, yeah. One I, in I, I, I definitely notice a lot of athletes with like weak hemis or tight hemis. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, so like, if you chuck someone on the Nordic, right? Yeah. Uh, um, GHD, and they try to do like a Nordic raise, and they come up, and their hemis just feel like they're going to rip off the bone. Yeah. So like, that's like a pretty clear indication that hemis are just not that strong. Yeah. You know? But maybe they work good as a system when they're contracting at the same time as other muscle groups. You know. So like, if I'm sprinting, maybe I rely more on. Um, 
like my glute or something or maybe yeah, I rely on course, my yeah. leg as a whole to move yeah but if I want to try like prevent and stuff that's how injuries would happen right overloading into so, yeah overloading areas that are not used to being overloaded yeah because you know? like I mean, how many programs have you done where you're just like your focus is just like purely isolated hammy mm. you know, probably not a lot nah. it's probably more like you'll do an RDL or a deadlift where you're like using it as a multi-joint exercise but yeah, not yeah. doing so much isolated stuff yeah they actually in down in um, Wellington they do um not heaps, but a fair amount of like Nordic drops in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, that's always the weakest thing out of mm. everything. Like, you wouldn't see yeah. anyone that could go down fully and come back up. Like, that's pretty rare to see that in a rugby yeah, yeah. scene. To be able to, like Quade yeah. Cooper, you've seen that he can do it, but like, yeah, yeah. not a lot can do that. Yeah, yeah. But they What's can bench fucking one fifty. <laughs> exactly. You know. <coughs> And then I guess um, if you were looking at it from like a S&C, working with your physios and your whole team in a, in a team environment, you'd be trying to look at all of the actions that they do in the game. Um, and then like what are the most reoccurring injuries? Mm. You know, so like, okay, we're going to just target our training around that. So like I, I've worked with um, Kate Nedera, who's the Sevens uh, physio. Yeah. Um, all Black Sevens physio. And she's amazing. And she does something like that. And they had like a whole bunch of injuries they were all the same injury at the start of the I think it was the start of last year or somewhere through through last year it was all the recurring same injury uh, all of the team I think it was like hammies or something like that sorry Kate I probably said the wrong thing but <laughs> but the point was that they were doing something wrong in their training yeah, or maybe their recovery yeah, so right. doing the same thing and then I think that's where it comes into play is like what are your guys what are your guys actions throughout the week you know like how how many times are you focusing on recovery how many times are you focusing on um, weights? How much field meters running are you doing? Yeah, you know, like all of these things. So because there's like a fine line between doing twenty meters too much, you know, and hundred meters not enough. Yeah, right. Trying to load them the right way, and then yeah. that's why like all that testing helps a lot. The analysis can help you to see like are they doing enough? Are yeah, they not doing enough. Are they recovering enough? Right. You know, in terms of recovery, mm. one of the uh, he say she say. Things that I always hear yeah. now is hot colds. Hot colds, yeah. Yep. Do you believe in them? Do you think that they help recover? Oh, yeah, yep, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, excuse me. So, some, some of the things that I've read through, um, because I try to like figure out, like, what is, what's the benefits of doing colds? And when you're an athlete, right? So, you've been down that track. It's all about uh, doing the least amount of work for the most amount of gain. So I don't want to be training all the time. And, you know, like I'd rather just be resting, um, taking care of my body, training bare amount, and then getting the mean gain so that I can go and play really well. Because yeah. it's all about just your performance on the day. Yeah. So if you think of it that way, then if you don't have the time to be doing those things, you're doing other things, is it really beneficial for you? Right. Probably not. Um, but if you do have the time, then I'll definitely – definitely do like pretty much every type of recovery as long as you create a pattern out of it yeah you know so like that consistent pattern is the thing that's going to give you the best so um, doing the same thing yeah often. yeah yeah off, often works but um not not like so what you mean like say one day you do hot colds another day you doing do something some, else and then, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't help as much not on my experience yeah but it, it depends. There might be your pattern too. Is just like one day is hot colds, one day is this. But yeah. Then the week yeah. after you do the same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you know why that is? Uh, I think it's the adaptations to those stimuli. Yeah. So everything's like you provide the body with a stimuli and then it adapts accordingly. Mm. But if you have too much stimuli, then it can't adapt. 
Yeah, you know, okay. So you've got to have consistency in why over time um, give yourself like four weeks blocks. Yeah. And then, you know, you adapt to that and then you can create a new one. In terms of hot and cold stuff that I read with the colds is most of the time cold water seem to just provide <gasps> uh, like um, uh, catering to muscle soreness. Yeah. Oh, right. So, but that's also a good effect because where, where I would use it is in tournament style stuff. Yeah. And the reason why is because if I feel sore, I usually perform accordingly. Yeah. But if I don't feel sore, then I'll probably perform much better. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know what I mean, yeah. so yeah. So like, if you if you're just gonna have like hot and colds or colds, um, after just training, it's probably not as beneficial. There's also studies to show that. Please don't quote me on this. This is all my personal experience and stuff that I've read. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's also some studies to show that it can mess off the satellite cells, which are important for muscle uh, building. So when you damage a muscle and you get the satellite cells to the area and then they, they help to, to rebuild or, or help the muscle recover so that it comes yeah. stronger and better. But if you if you add cold water to that, depending how cold, say like freezing cold, yeah. then um, you can mess off that and it stops your gains. Yeah, yeah I, so. said, I said um, hot colds. Are they helpful? You said yes. Your answer to me sounds like no. <laughs> well, that's I think I think yes and no. And the reason why is because I think it's where you put them. You know. Yeah. So tournaments, yeah, definitely. I want to use colds definitely, and yeah. you can use hot colds because you could get that vaso. Uh, What's the difference between just colds and hot colds? Um, I think from the stuff that I've read is that. One is so that you get the vasoconstriction, the dilation, and yeah. the, the belief is that you'll get more blood flow through the body. Right. So there are more distal areas of the body, like throughout your like hands and your feet and stuff. So it pushes the that's, that's the belief behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then colds, colds that I've read is just like it's just for muscle soreness most of the time. Yeah. Like there's some stuff to say that it does help with other areas like your immune system and that. But to be honest, oh, I don't yeah. know too much about that. Um, but personally. I could probably vouch for that in my experience. So I do cold showers through the winter um, outside. Um, so I've seen that this morning. Is that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that a cold shower? Yeah, there's a cold <laughs> shower. Yeah. So Jeez. this morning wasn't too cold, but in the winter it drops to like three degrees or four degrees and yeah. it's cold. And I'll try to do, I think I'll try like eight to 15 minutes. It depends on what time I Holy have in the morning. Shit. So you just stand there. Um, I think you can do that or you can do it just like submerged. Um, I know another guy that does it. And he used to train, um, I think it used to be SNC for the Warriors. Yeah. And he jumps like just into a bucket of ice water. Yeah. To here and just has his beanie on. He just sits there for 12 minutes. Yeah. But um, when I did it last year, through the whole entire winter, uh, I just didn't get sick the whole time. So for myself personally, in my experience, my family at the time got sick uh, on three different occasions. And I was in the house with them each time. They got like gastro, the flu, um, just like viruses and stuff and, <laughs> like and I was there the whole time. It. Yeah, like my daughter. I remember one night she projectile vomited, like pretty much all over me. And uh, and my my missus got it. My son got it. Like the gastro, and I just didn't get it. <sighs> so I don't know if it was the yeah, door, right. my immune function was better because I, there's a, quite a few people that believe that if you do cold, um, like really really cold for a certain amount of time, and I think that I think it's got to be over eight minutes or something. That's why I choose eight to fifteen. That you actually improve your immune function. Do you feel like before? doing those cold showers like you would have got sick or do you think you just have a strong immune system already? Yeah, I think so. Because def- I used to get quite sick. And right, I've had okay. all of those things before yeah. as well. But then I've, because I have, I was doing a 100-day challenge and it was just every day through the winter Shit. to have a cold shower on the, in the start of there and had to be at least eight minutes. So, bro, it was cold. <laughs> have you seen uh, another way um, some people use the 
the cold water and that, like, I think even like that, is that Wim Hof and stuff? Yeah, yeah, what's the breathing? For the breathing. Mm. That's, that would be quite helpful, way eh? Because yeah, yeah. putting your body under, like, stress yeah. and, like, panic mode mm. and being able to focus on your breathing. But it's really hard. I yeah. try to do it in the shower, so... When I was doing my showers, because some mornings were like three degrees and you're out there and it's already freezing and <clears throat> you know, like you, even when I'm in there, as soon as I hop in, so I get out of bed, go straight outside, turn the shower on and then I hop in and steam comes off me. That's how cold it is. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so like you have to breathe. You've, you've got to breathe. That's kind of the only way you can stay in there. Yeah. Otherwise you just feel like you're just going to kind of like start shivering too much. And yeah. Do you focus on anything? Like do you Mainly use- the, I, I try to use the breathing. Yeah. So nasal breathing. So have you heard of Manava breathing before? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. I try to use some of their stuff with just the, the breathing. All through, so, in and out through the nose. Eh? Yeah. 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 It's real hard though. Cause sometimes I'll sit under with my. What's your head under? Just, so I just sit fully on the ground. Just because I want my whole body to You're a weirdo, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine you too. I'll just well, come around the back of your house and you'll just like, be sitting there oh, like... It's <laughs> so cold, man. Have you seen uh, Coach Troy Savage yes. online? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you do any of his stuff? Uh, I started doing some of his stretch routines for a little bit, but I just like, I never had a program from him. And yeah. then I, yeah, I kind of just got, got sidetracked. I'm, I'm one of those people that just kind of like... Tries not to get distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at, at the meantime, of the training that I've been doing, I've like actually been quite proud of myself because I've been sticking to it. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's got some awesome stuff. So yeah. it? Tehonui, do you know Tehonui, the tattoo artist? Yeah. Yeah, he, he does his oh, yeah. true choice. My ability is something that I want to try now this year, because Yeah. And I feel like that's good for injury prevention. Definitely. Having more mobility around your joints, ability to yeah. move into awkward positions, Sarah? Definitely, yeah. I definitely think it's to do with moving into awkward positions, but I also think it's um, load tolerance, you know? Right. So you got to think, like, um, when when people do their ACL, a lot of times because the way that they land and then they move and then it pops, right? And yeah. it's, So a lot of the time it's because they, they can't tolerate the load in those positions. Right. So it's trying to get you to awkward positions yeah. and then managing the load in those positions as well. So, yeah, mobility is good. But then loaded mobility is good as well. And I don't think it has to be a lot. It's just um, it's just the tolerance under fatigue. Yeah, okay. You know, so you've got to think, like, if I'm halfway through a game, I'm starting to get tired, you know, that's where the injuries start to happen is when, you, when you're tired and you do something wrong or you move into a position wrong or you don't hit, you don't hit the contact at, with as much force as you were hitting at, at the start of the game. Yeah. You know, so, like, working under fatigue is important. Look, low reps uh, – sorry – yeah, low reps, high heavy weight. Yeah. Versus um, high reps, lower weight. Yeah. What's the difference in terms of like what that does for you in terms of strength? And um, that, that all, all that stuff is is ability to um, to uh, tolerate volume, right? So yeah. if I've got real heavy weight for me, so if I'm lifting like close to my one RM, I just won't be able to do a lot of volume with yeah. that weight, right? And it'll take me a long time to get the volume that I wanted to say build muscle. Or not really build strength, but yeah, mainly just like build muscle or get some kind of um, adaptation from doing it that way. So when I do, because it's kind of gone out the window that high reps, low weight is the best way to get hypertrophy. So have you heard of Jake Tura? Jake no. Tura. Oh, you should look look at his stuff. So he does mainly basketball, but he has a book on hypertrophy, and I think he uses it's like six five or something. So it's, not, can't be six five. I think it's like six by eight or something like that. So that's not really high reps, right? Yeah. But the load, if you get the load right for 
that particular exercise and then six sets of that. So the thing, the only thing that's changing really is the volume. So yeah. how much of it you're doing. So which one's hypertrophy, both of them? So hypertrophy nowadays is just looked at how much volume you would do. So doing yeah. more more volume. So yeah, technically you can use strength type reps. Yeah. But if I was going to do strength type reps, if everyone could probably, could probably agree anything between one and five or one yeah. and eight is strength based. Yeah. And I wanted to make it more hypertrophy, then I need to change the load slightly and how many sets I do. Okay. Because like if I do strength, right, on average, a five by five, for example, so yeah. you're like 25 reps out of that yeah. at 75 to 85% of your one RM to yeah. build your strength over like four, four or so weeks. Yeah. But if I change that to 10 sets you know, and I'm still doing fives, now I'm getting 50 reps. Yeah. But I'm going to have to change the load to be able to um, have the ability to do those 50 reps the way that I want to do them without changing the range or something like that to make it easier. So what actually like – Develops hypertrophy. What? It'll be the volume, how total volume. So, so um, how much you're doing, how, 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 frequency, mu- how much frequency is going into the type of stuff. That's why when people are like asking for like a four day program, m- mainly like a, a like five to six day program to do hypertrophy, it's probably probably better to just do like a three day program, or even just a one one type of program that you just repeat a few times a week. Yeah. So that you're getting that frequency of those movements. Right. Okay. Because total volumes are what's going to give you that growth because you're going to get used to so that movement. Reps and weight. Yeah, yeah. That's volume. Reps. Um. So. Yeah, reps times weight times sets is your total volume. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's how you want to get it over the week. So yeah. if I want to be if I want to be improving exercises, I've got to do two to three times at least of that exercise in a week, and then every week. So if I'm just like back squatting like once, I'm probably not going to build strength. I'll probably just keep maintenance. But that's yeah. why it's good to switch to something like that in season. Yeah. I don't really need to build strength. I'd rather maintenance because I've got to focus more on like power output and my ability to create force quickly, my, yeah. my rate of force development. So, yeah, that's why when we get the off-season, we try to just give you real simple shit and just, like, a lot. Something you talked about with that power one you gave me, and I did the first session this morning, and yeah, I was listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, is just changing what your intent, intent is. Yeah. That's a good – so run, run over that. Man, I'm a big believer that um, there's no perfect program. Yeah. And – the program's purpose changes by your understanding of how to do the movements yeah. to affect the, the end result, right? Well, in, in, my, in my opinion and in my experience, it's, it's all about how you decide to move the weight. But that really comes from like what, what the purpose of the session is each time. So yeah. the purpose of your sessions at the moment is to try and get you into a routine uh, with understanding how your body works and recovers when you do a power session. So you want to try and make sure that you manipulate the session by doing things explosive and and being aware of moving the weight a specific way. And I I feel like that you can do that with any kind of program. So albeit like it has to probably not be stuff that's got lots of isolated movements. Like you you probably don't want to do like bicep curls with intense or – you know, like um, like anything that's isolated movements. <laughs> Cut phrases off the screen. <laughs> faster, my uppercuts. But um, but when you're when you're doing talking about intent and speed and and that sort of stuff, yeah. If you're trying to be powerful and explosive movements, yeah. Say like you're doing trap bar deadlifts or whatever. Yeah. Um. The slow down, controlled down, fast up. Yeah. Is yeah. that something you would do, or is it fast, fast? Uh 
Probably slow, yeah. Slow, and fast. And what's the why? What's well, most of the time it's just so that you can keep the control so that when you change into that transitional period of, well, that small transitional period bet- between changing from going down to going up, yeah. so you can really focus on producing a lot of force. Because okay. most of the time you're going to be producing force in, with like a concentric behavior, right? So like- Explain, you, define well, concentric, please. Well, concentric <laughs> is just when you move load away from the ground. Right, yeah. so like if I'm producing power, I'm pushing my foot down into the ground to move the load, which is my body, uh, away from the ground. Yeah, and then if I'm trying to produce that, then I'm probably not going to be really worried about the eccentric phase, which is just the opposite of that is moving load back down toward the ground. Okay. So yeah, so when I say eccentric, so like for example, if I'm pushing something away, technically it's not concentric, but if I'm if I'm like creating an action, it's always yeah. going to be like when I move my arm rather than like attract my. Oh arm yeah, right. Okay. Arm. So you're not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe to an extent, like maybe a puncher or puncher, maybe a boxer when they yeah. punch, you know, like yeah, they're, yeah. they're retracting their hand, they need to be fast when they do that to, to hold their guard. But yeah. Um, yeah, most most of our actions in sport, it's always the production of power. Like even if you're doing a sidestep, it's slow and fast. Yeah. You know? yeah and, then, okay. and then after that, you're trying to be fast, 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 fast. And so it's the same with like your movements. And and also because you're focusing on producing power, it's always going to be that, that concentric phase, which is away from the ground. Do you use supplements? Oh, I love supplements. And is it important? I, I think so, yeah. I definitely think think so um, for people that are doing a lot, right? So if you're training a lot, I think it can help quite a bit, especially because otherwise you have to try and draw on the, the nutrients <coughs> from your food. Yeah. You know? So you, you have to rely on eating the right food groups to get those things. So for people like ourselves who do lots of weights training, and then we do lots of cardio as well, like you're running on the field. Yep. You, know, you want to maintain your muscle mass, so you've got to eat a certain amount of protein. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah so like you, you're not going to get all that protein just from eating meat and, and probably post-protein alternatives most of the time. So you've got, yeah. to, you've got to have like some other, other version, and that's I've, why they've got powders. I've heard there's something about your uh, body can only process a certain amount of protein in a day. Do you know I how much that is? I, I, I don't want to get into that to be yeah, honest because yeah. I don't I don't want to yeah, like speculate. You. It'll be speculating, yeah. yeah so so right. I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have uh, you heard that though? I have. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, my, no. The one I heard was in a time frame. So, yeah, yeah. like, if you're if you're eating more than like fifteen to twenty grams in one sitting, that's going to be if you're eating more than uh, that. Apparently, yeah. According, uh, well, I I heard. The, do you know Lane Norton? BioLane. Uh, have a look. Look him up. Look him up, people. Nah. At BioLane. Bella, turn your mic off. That is um, number three. Yeah, what? but it's like fading. What do you mean? Oh, like sometimes you talk, eh, and then it just drops off, and then. All right. Well, it just like fades into so like if she changes the camera from you oh, to me, it like right, fades right. It's to not me. A cut. <laughs> yeah, because she had it on don't. fade, not cut. Mean transitions. According to YouTube, you don't want to use that type of transition. You want straight cuts, apparently. Actually? Yeah, like they say, don't use transitions so much anymore. Like, you know, like the fancy Oh, that's what we do, bro. Yeah. Like, Yo, all we do is cut. I mean, that's what I mean, cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. No, no fading. People don't want to wait. Nah, so, bro. Uh, um, next, swipe up. And I reckon it looks like... Not budget, Super, but it bro. looks weird, eh? It just looks weird, like, fading into different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, here's me talking, like, the last five minutes is going to be there. Grateful. <laughs> it's faded. Shout out to Bella. She's on her last strike before she gets fired. <laughs> Wait, the camera's like way too high above your head. Oh. This one's sick. What other yeah, supplements do you take? Uh, at the moment, I am taking creatine. 
drift. Sounds like drifting. <laughs> <laughs> Open the window too. All right, literally. That's what I, sound like I, I opened it for Rome to look out. You're on two and a half strikes. <laughs> Poor Bella. Um, yeah, I just take creatine. Um, what else am I taking? Uh, beta alanine. So, what creatine is? Is it just for recovery, or is it also for, like, does it make you look bigger as well? Is that true? Because it holds well, more water in your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're supposed to weigh more as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you got to be careful when you take, especially if you're in a cut sport, right? So if you're yeah. like, you're gonna cut weight and stuff, you just got to be careful of your consumption. You can add up to, I think it said like a couple of kgs in like a couple of days. It's real sure. quick, yeah. But it's good. It's a. I've really had some good um, changes by taking creatine. I just, I don't know how much of it for me is placebo. No, so I don't know how, how much of it I'm just thinking that mm. like, oh this is working. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what does you think uh, it works? What what do you think it's doing for you? Oh, for me, I just feel like it's allowing me to to do more. So it's kind of like your poor man's anabolic steroid, right? <laughs> In a way, yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah so I, I, for me, that's how I feel. Recovery. Like, yeah. So recovery, those smaller recovery periods. Yeah. So to buffer up your ATP quicker, and then um and then I take beta alanine, which has like a I guess it's kind of like a similar effect in terms of recovery. Yeah, um, that's the one that when you take it and it's in a lot of pre workouts and it makes you feel like you've got like oh the tingles tingles yeah oh like a, a yeah meth, meth user <laughs> <laughs> I gave it to this one Have you guy used meth? Uh, <laughs> only a couple of times no I gave it to this one guy uh, at a gym and he had never had like pre workout before but he had told me like oh I'm really tired and stuff I was like oh have you tried one of these but I'd been taking pre workout for a while so yeah I guess I was <laughs> didn't have the same stimulus but he was like literally like this through the workout no and I was way like, you're alright. <laughs> It's just like, what did you give me? And I was like, oh, it's got beta alanine and it just pushes the blood out. So, it, it, acts like so it acts as a pre-workout as well, right? Well, people have it in their pre-workout, yeah. But you can take it, you can stack it. So if you guys so want to So it's not more, pre-workout or what? Well, not, no, nah, it's not like caffeine and stuff. Pre-workout technically is just caffeine and then they add things like taurine and that to give you that boost, okay. that energy boost, right? Beta alanine. Um, beta alanine is, is something that you can actually stack like creatine so you don't actually have to have it pre-workout. You can yeah. just have it throughout the day. Oh, yeah. And if you want to check out this so you can get a word-for-word word description, go to examine.com and type in whatever supplement you want to know about. And oh. They actually have research studies connected to it. So you don't have to oh. listen to me and my dumb down. <laughs> There's actually like a smart person. That, no, but you, you can go to, so examine.com is where I go to find out everything about anything. Yeah, okay. So you can t- type in every single supplement into there and most of the time they'll have that supplement all the research behind that supplement and why you could use it and yeah so hey do you know that supplement that you use for like elasticity in your I can't remember what it's called do you know what elasticity is you know how um fuck I'm gonna I'm gonna lose myself here (laughs) when you're when you you know how when you go back and say you haven't been training for a while and you go back into training or like you go back into a preseason and your first day you go back in the second day and you're sore as fuck but then like after you know a couple weeks each session you go in the next day you don't feel as bad because your body's like become accustomed to it yeah yeah um p- apparently that was something it has something to do with elasticity building in your i think it's elasticity building in your muscles okay well Ooh. i'm teaching the pt oh, guy yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> i want is, some of that um yeah there's a supplement that is helps this? Uh, those, this is from sports fuel these are yeah, the guys yeah, from sports yeah. fuel yeah yeah, so he, there's one that he takes every day for this. So it helps your bo- muscles f- get that same feeling of what they would do if you were to like get back into training and your muscles to get used to it. This right. supplement allows the, your so muscles to do that. Your easier. recovery periods. Yeah, so it's all about recovery and yeah, 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 um, yeah. feeling 
good after training, like yeah. heavy training loads and stuff. So that's that, that's DOMS you're talking about, right? The I don't know. See muscle soreness. So yeah, that one. So dom- <laughs> DOMS is yeah. what occurs when you get a new ad- a new stimuli. Yeah. Like say you've never squatted ever, and yeah. then I'd get you to do squats, and they're quite heavy. And it's it's what happens is you get progressive overload. So your body there's like a there's a graph for it, and it shows you do the activity and you get a stimuli and your body goes down into this position it super compensates and then goes back up and that's where you get the adaptation and now you can tolerate more right so that's what happens when you get doms and because that hap- because of that happening you with your doms you've got to be careful because they're in a recovery state during that time that allows you to create things that are going to allow adaptations and then that's why you'll go so like doms is almost doms is a good thing and what you don't want to do is block doms Right, so when I say that, what I mean is like you don't want to take painkillers for DOMS, right? Because it needs that's the stimulus for the body so that it gets a response. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we get the response, and then the response is the adaptation. Do you, you get stronger or fitter? So by not feeling the soreness, you won't get the same result to an extent, but it really depends on what's happening inside. So yeah. sometimes people don't get the same type of DOMS, but they'll still get like a little bit sore. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, it, and it usually depends on how trained an individual is. Okay. So if I'm, for example, us, we've been training. Mm. So if we go do same, we might maybe if we do a new move. So I don't know if I've been giving you Bulgarian split lunges. You've done those before? Yes, and I fucking Really hard. Right? <laughs> They're like the worst thing I ever And you usually gym. get DOMS from it. Right, yeah, because yeah. you haven't been doing something. So I give you something like that. Maybe if it's light enough, you won't get that same type of um, progressive overload to yeah. create the stimulus. Um, but if it's heavy or too heavy, you're going to get DOMS. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but that—that's when you don't want to. You don't want to block that. So you kind of need that that pain because that's the thing that's creating the stimulus to get a response. Right. But I wouldn't. I'm not sure what that supplement is, and I don't know if it acts the same way as a painkiller. Yeah. You know. So. Don't quote me on this. I'm a doctor, but apparently, if you're taking painkillers and stuff, then they block your ability to create that stimulus or to create a response to that stimulus. Yep. Okay. Write down in the comments below if that's right or wrong. If you're a <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Um, is it true that you burn almost more calories by doing like a heavy weight session, or not by heavy? I mean, like high load weight session. Um, as opposed to like conditioning, you know, how people would be like, I have to run, I have to do con- cardio to l- yeah. lose fat or yeah. to burn calories. Yeah, I think the yeah, this is a hard one because that's so individual. Yeah, you know, because like say like um, let's use Ella for example. So she just told me that she hasn't been doing any exercise. Yeah. Versus you, right? Yeah. So you've been doing exercise. If <laughs> if if you went and did a cardio session, yeah, you're probably gonna burn more calories than what she would do because you have a higher tolerance to last longer you know so your fatigue's right. not going to come on as fast as what hers probably will for the same type of session right so okay you're yeah, likely yeah. to probably burn more calories in that session than she would because you put more output because you're because you're able to continuously put output for yeah. the whole cardio session right. and it would probably be similar in if you did a weight session so i think i think what you need to know is burning calories from a set session is not going to give you like what you're actually trying to get. Yeah. You know? So like when people measure their calories from session, it's all individual based. Yeah. But I guess what you want to do is you want to build strength because strength is an indicator of building muscle Yeah. and muscle will build muscle will burn more calories by existing when you're not doing anything. Right. You're not having much muscle. Right. 
And people like endurance athletes, and the reason why they're so skinny, because this is probably the thing that people are like, oh, but what about endurance athletes? They're like always skinny and always ripped. Yeah. But they do so much, you know, that yeah, they, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty much like, for example, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could he'd probably be a, a power slash endurance slash power endurance athlete. Yeah. No, but he's not a weightlifter. Yeah. But yeah. he's ripped and he eats plus 8,000 calories a day when he was training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's not really focusing on that, but his overall output over time. So what was it? How much did he swim a day? He swam like 80,000 miles in one week, every week or something. It's insane amounts. What? Yeah. So, you know, so like, you know, that's a high output of energy. This is like someone like yourself and me, we might burn like 400 calories in, in a weights workout. Yeah. We're going to create more muscle than probably what he needs um, or what he has. Uh, just because we're doing more weight stuff, so we'll yeah. probably burn more calories right. doing stuff. But see, then there's the other argument for like if you do HIT training, you get uh, what is it called? EPOC, post exercise oxygen consumption. Have you heard of that? Nope. So if you do like a real heavy session, then every hour after that hour, you burn like more calories. Oh, I've heard that. 24 yeah. hours or something, or yeah. 21 hours. So you'd burn like 12 extra and you get compound effect of calories burned after a session like that. Less and less and less and less. Or no, no, it's the same, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I shit. think it's like 12 extra every hour. You know? But that's more <laughs> over 20 hours. Oh, yes. yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time yeah, it gets to 20 sense. hours, 200 more over the day or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that's where people get lost in the thing is they think, okay, I'll just work this so they get the epoch and then, you know, I'm burning more calories throughout the day because I've trained real hard. Yeah. But what you don't get from doing hit all the time is you don't necessarily build strength. Like you get to a plateau. Right. Yeah, we want to keep building strength or keep keep working on our power because it allows us tolerance. You know, so if we could change everyone's uh, perspective on strength and and these types of workouts to be more around, I'm not trying to just build muscle, but I'm just trying to build tolerance as well. Yeah. Then when it comes to doing the hit session, my performance is going to be much better. You ever seen like a strong guy just come and just absolutely smash the hit workout? You know, his movements are all great, or her movements are all great when they come mm-hmm. and do like a bout session or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't actually do that session very often. They actually train a different way. Yeah, so most yeah, of the yeah, time right. they train in the gym. Um, they're doing their weight session, maybe a couple cardio sessions a week, but it's all focused around their, their weights workouts. Yeah. And then they'll come and they'll do a hit, hit session here or maybe like F45 or something, and they'll be sweet. Like, sure, they'll, they'll come out and they'll be sweating out the ringer and everything yeah, yeah. like that, but the way they move the whole time, how explosive they were, how many reps they were able to get is way more than the average person Yeah, because yeah, yeah. their tolerance is much better. Yeah, okay. So you need like an even balance between the two and that's where I think a lot of the general pop gets lost is they just feel like oh I just keep smashing myself off hit 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 yeah. but I'm not getting the strength that I need as well so you need like a little bit of hit and a little bit of strength and you need to use strength to create more tolerance Jesus okay that's how I think that. T- tell me about your business right now yeah, business? Um, before we wrap this all up oh, yeah. so, I want I'll like what, what you're doing now, what sort of services you provide. Yep. It's your time to give yourself this plug. <laughs> a little plug. To get people in Thanks, and involved in what, what you're doing yourself right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's quite a lot. But I guess to c- cut it all down to some like bite-sized chunks, um, at the moment um, I'm doing a lot of online so with my online, I offer personalized programs and that's for, for people that do anything. So I love training athletes. Yep. I love training general pop. Um, yep. But then I also have a background training pregnant women as well 
through the whole way. So that's cool. Like through mums cool. and stuff. And that was like just pure, purely luck that yeah. I got involved in that when I was in Australia. So I did mums. I think I've trained about at least 10 mums from before pregnancy to pregnancy to after pregnancy. Oh, wow. Which is quite a lot. Yeah. You know, if you think like the whole way through. And yeah. then I've trained like countless others at a portion of it. So like they'd come in at 30 weeks or yeah. after they'd had baby and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's another area that I catered to as well for my programming. Um, and then I also run a mums class three times a week. And I run a, gener- a generic program as well that focuses on the structure that will help you build that tolerance. So three times a week we do weights, a couple of times a week we do cardio. Um, so that's, that's just like a, a ge- oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's a generic one. Yeah. So how, how many times a week do you train on that? For that generic one? Yeah. There's six sessions you can come to, or you can do online, sorry. Six sessions yep. for eight bucks a week. Eight bucks a week. Yeah. Fuck, that's mean. Yeah, it's, and it's pretty cool too because I'm allowed to program it myself. I create a periodization behind it. So we'll have a strength phase, a power phase, a hypertrophy phase. Um, and just all of that stuff that we use, it, it leads on to the next thing. So you do strength, so you yep. build a foundation for power. You yeah. do power and build a foundation onto the next thing, and then you go back to hypertrophy and work on your movements. And yeah, so I, I, there's like purpose behind it still. It's not just random program. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then I just read a um, Ultimate Power Move. That's what Carlos was doing at the moment. UPM. <laughs> so Is that what it stands for? Yeah, Ultimate Power Move. Ah, um, yeah. It's a six week program, and I'm training an actor in ca- Canada at the moment. He's going oh, wow. for a big role, so we're trying to get him. So shooting. what's his name? Tim Apare Hodson. Shout out to Tim. Ah, but so um, is he like known, known, or uh, maybe over there? Yeah, oh, yeah he yeah. had a little uh, spot on Paw Patrol, bro. <laughs> no. oh, crack on me. That's where you know him from, me. Bro, that's how I <laughs> the countless him. mornings of Paw Patrol. Oh, man. But um, yeah, so I'm training him on a shred program at the moment, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty out of it. Some stuff I haven't done for a long time, but yeah. it's a twelve week program that once I've completed it fully, then that'll be available as well for people that want to do something like that. Man. Um, oh, and 12 week shred to, program. Yeah. 12 week shred. Yeah. But it works the same way, you know, like we've got a strength phase and we work into oh, hypertrophy, then strength, then yeah. more shred. And I'm about to start training a guy that does stuff on stage. So the little, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah one yeah, of my yeah. good mates. <laughs> the so little the pop <laughs> and the little undies and whatnot. Or the golden uh, yeah. paint. Oh, oh Lee, what shows was that one? Oh, what? Explore. <laughs> Are we talking about something different? What? The, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The tan, the tan stuff. Yeah, what? Yeah, is yeah. that is that the, what, the show you're talking about, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, What's uh, it called? Bodybuilding. Yeah, the, I think it's heaps. Body sculpting. There's heaps of different names, like categories, oh, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess that's like the main stuff. So you can yeah. find us online at the Collective Training Instagram. And you do your, oh, you said you do PTA. Yeah, what is that sort I of do cost? a bit of personal train, training as well. So it's like 50 bucks for a 40 minute session. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have a few different um, options up there as well. But that's something to fill up, eh? Is it? Quite a few people jumping on. Well, board. I guess it's pretty hard because if it's just you at the moment and you got one yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like. Yeah. Only a certain amount you can actually do. Stay tuned, guys. Oh, I also do a YouTube YouTube channel. And the yeah. reason I started that is because... That's good, bro. Have you watched some yeah, of them? Yeah, I've been watching them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro. Not all of them, cool, but cool. I've watched them. No, even enough, just, just one of them. But I made that because I want to try to provide like more and more content around the fitness industry to people. Yeah. You know? So that's why there's like... I think the good thing about it too is like there is a fair bit out there in, in that area, mm. like in the fitness and health industry. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But not... He, not very much that's relatable and like easily, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. very, very good communication to people that don't completely understand yeah, yeah. how it works. Yeah. Like yeah. the way you articulate your words and the way that you say it 
and your tone and just anything like that yeah, stuff yeah. is very easy to listen to. Yeah. I think that's oh, thank you. wild. Wild will do good, bro. Let's hope so. It's already growing. Yeah, yeah. It's growing slowly, but um, yeah, just hopefully people get something out of it, really. Yeah. 100%. All right. Thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate you. Mean um, thank keep you. Keep doing you. Mean. Cheers, Kazi. Arepa. Arepa.